Hi, and welcome to Crisis Conversations, a podcast from the British Red Cross. Volunteers are vital to the Red Cross and Red Crescent movement worldwide. The British Red Cross has thousands of amazing volunteers across the globe, doing everything from working in our charity shops to helping people during a crisis. This week on Crisis Conversations, we profile three incredible volunteers, find out their stories and learn why they signed up to help the Red Cross. Thomas Milburn was just 21 when he was severely injured in the Shoreham Airshow crash in 2015. 11 people died and many more were injured after a Hawker Hunter jet crashed onto the nearby A27 during the show. Thomas was standing by that road. I looked up into the sky and this plane was sort of probably only a few hundred metres away and coming straight towards me and sort of only sort of 20 metres above the ground and within a split second it had hit the ground sort of a couple of hundred metres in front of me and sort of exploded in a, in a ball of flames and sort of I instinctively turned away and thought oh my goodness I've been very lucky here the plane's not hit me and I realised in that next split second it was still travelling towards me and sort of in the next split second I was engulfed in a, in a ball of flames um, sort of where the big sort of fireball was I was sort of inside that and sort of intense heat and bits of debris flying past me and I thought you know I'm not sure I'm going to make it out of this alive I could feel the t-shirt on my back had sort of gone sort of plasticky it had sort of melted almost onto my back and then I sort of looked down at my hands and I could see the skin around my hands had been burnt about 10% of my body was was sort of burnt in terms of uh, which is pretty pretty serious and sort of second degree burns uh, to my hands, to my arm, to my leg. Thomas made his way onto the air show site where he was helped by Red Cross volunteers. I was in a lot of pain then, um, sort of, and in quite a bit of shock. And they got me sort of sat down, uh, checked sort of all my vital signs, check my temperature, blood pressure, pulse, make sure I was, I was all right. Um, you know, I was a bit in shock. Um, and then, you know, they just kept pouring water over me. Um, I didn't think that would stop, really. But it's the best thing to do when you've got burns is just make sure that they're cooled as much as possible. So lots and lots of water. Uh, and then they had some special dressings, sort of some gel dressings that are specially designed for sort of burns that they put on me. And certainly burns, if they're not treated sort of immediately to cool down the skin, then they can, they can get really bad and also there's quite a big risk of infection and, and shock. And so it was, you know, I was very grateful that they were there. If, if I'd have been away from, you know, their help, I'd have been in a lot more pain. I'd have potentially had much more serious injuries. Thomas was inspired by his experience to sign up as a Red Cross Community Reserve volunteer in hope of giving something back. In the aftermath of the, the sort of Sean crash, the Red Cross did a lot to help sort of 
the emergency personnel who were, you know, uh, working at the scene of the crash, sort of providing them with refreshments and, and sort of supporting them. And that's something that um, you know, people in the community could, could help with and in those sort of extreme circumstances. I feel good to, uh, you know, be able to sign up to something to, to help and to give back and I think it's something that I'd be proud, proud to help the Red Cross. On the 7th of July 2005, Jackie was one of the hundreds injured when bombs were detonated on buses and tubes across London. The train pulled out of Edgware Road and as it pulled out, it speeded up. We went into the dark part of the tunnel and there was... This is where everything goes in slow motion in my head. There was a sound like a firework. It sounded like a banger that had gone off. There was a flash. In that flash I saw all these tiny shards of glass flying across. There was a tremendous punch in my, from my left shoulder, behind my left shoulder and, and that part of my head. The air was full of smoke and it, we're not talking about the kind of smoke that you get from a bonfire. This is like, it's thick, like fluid. One of my friends said it was like putting your head inside a vacuum cleaner bag and I couldn't breathe in. After walking out of the tunnel and being evacuated from the station, Jackie was helped by Red Cross volunteers outside. The first people that I engaged with after the event were Red Cross people who were there. You've just experienced the worst that humanity can do. And here's someone who's showing you that not everybody's like that. There are people here who are offering you warmth and comfort and support. And that is life affirming. It's tremendous. It makes a huge difference. And it's never forgotten. Jackie is now a volunteer with the Red Cross and like Thomas hopes to help others in crisis. You think it's something small and you think you did a duty and you just did this and you just did that and and you didn't really make a huge difference. If you weren't there, things would have just gone the same way. Well, they wouldn't. They wouldn't go quite the same way and they might not go quite as well. First of all, I like helping people, no matter how much I've got or just anything at all. I like helping, it gives me joy. I'm a very bubbly person and I like to laugh a lot and also like make other people laugh, even though they are being too serious. That's Celia. Celia moved to the UK in 2016 with her British husband and daughter and they settled in Plymouth. But after suffering domestic abuse, the 31-year-old took her daughter and moved out, leaving her with nowhere to live and unable to work due to her visa. It's been really tough. It was really rough because when we came in 2016 to the UK for the last time, um, we, I came in with a visitor's visa. My daughter is British, she's, she doesn't have to apply for a visa, my husband as well. So I was the only one that applied for a visa and the quickest one then was to get the visitor's visa. And then the plan was to come here and change to spouse visa or something that will enable me to stay longer, work and do other stuff. 
So when what happened happened in 2017, early 2017, because of my visa, I couldn't get any support at all from the government, nothing at all. And I left my family home with my daughter because of the experience there. And we ended up staying at the refuge, but we were not getting any support financially for myself or my daughter at all because, once again, from because of my visa. Celia was then referred to the British Red Cross in Plymouth, where she started to receive help. They heard me. That was the first time I felt like someone is listening to me and is ready to help. I felt welcomed. I felt comfortable. I felt like relieved, at least someone is listening to me, someone is trying to help, no matter, even if it's that little, but that the fact that they welcomed me and just giving me that hope that I'm not alone means a lot, really, and it really broke my heart to know that there's somebody there it's not just me and my daughter in the whole of uk because i don't know anybody i don't even know i don't have friends i don't have any family here so i was kind of like part of the dis displace or how do you want to call it i don't know where i belong i was just roaming the uk really celia now has leave to remain in the uk and volunteers for the british red cross in a number of ways my life now i just owe it to help people really so <laughs> I just want to help and live a life, a good life, knowing that I'm fulfilled, fulfilled in a way inside me that I'm helping people and I'm helping my community. And that is what I live for really as it is, because my daughter is a blessing to me and I don't need anything else in my life. So I just want to use the time on earth now to give out to the community and um, the people around me. The British Red Cross currently employs more than 20,500 volunteers across the country. To find out more and to sign up, search Red Cross Volunteering online. Thanks to Thomas, Jerry and Celia for sharing their stories with us this week. This has been Crisis Conversations, a British Red Cross podcast. Thanks for listening.